I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming up on TMS, Kim jong Two, Burrito Supreme Leader. Cameo Man, able to be in everything. Excelsior. Brian and the Neighbor Wives. Laura Croft says, my eyes are up here. May as well do this. No talkie, no soundie. FedEx Deliverty Driver. Five Angels in a Shoeshine Kit. A French movie with French people in it. Tickle, tickle, do. <laughs> I want more Wordle, but they wouldn't give me any more Wordle. Miserable garbage. The PlayStation Wagon with Tom. Putting Beans and the Hopper with Randy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. When I first joined this hospital, I was strictly solo. You were the first real buddy I ever had. But if you and he wish to be best buddies again, I won't stand in your way. You can also use thumbtacks if you prefer. This is the morning stream, and this is my boomstick. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. My name is Scott, and that's Brian. Hi, Brian. Yeah, hey, Scott. All right, so uh, new M1 version of Discord. Everything fine and great until... Uh, you played the opening music, and and all I heard was uh, oh, wing, wing, wing. oh, then, weird. It's got Fletcher clear clear as a bell, so it's doing something to like turn music into uh, like uh, automatically rip out the music. Oh it's well, let's let's go look here. I bet I could find out why. Uh, they do have a couple more options in here, like for example, uh, let's see, I'm being distracted by automatic input sensitivity, noise reduction, echo cancellation. Hardware acceleration. No, I can't find no. why. No, I didn't see. I didn't see anything in there when I looked earlier. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, right. auto gain. Oh, we auto had gain. auto gain on for a while. Do we turn off auto gain? I always turn that off, but uh, it doesn't. Oh, funny. But I haven't had any my problems with one. you, so I don't know. I'm gonna turn mine off. My old one had it. Um, see, this is good. I like real time tech tech things on the show. I have no problem this with this. Is, uh, people's favorite thing to do when we do this on the show. Yeah. What's weird is. All other, hmm. You should have heard all that. I don't know what that's about. No, oh, automatically determined. No, we don't want that. We don't like automatic determining of anything. All right. Well, there's probably some yeah. kind of some kind of uh, ceiling or what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, hit. Uh, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, limiter. You know? Oh, yeah, limiter. That's right. Figuring out music. Yeah, <laughs> boy. When you're not talking, I don't hear the background music. That's all right. That's all right. I hear you. And are you really, are you on I'm auto gain, gain or no auto gain right now? I have auto gain is off. Off. All right, I got to turn you up. I just turned it off. All Do right. I sound different? You you were quieter, but I've but I've adjusted on this end. 
I think okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. All right. Just well, hey, look. Game, uh, yeah. Welcome everybody to our uh, our first test of the uh, Discord Canary version. It's their, basically their beta version for well, M1 Macintoshes. I think we're being reminded it's their alpha. So yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. <laughs> it is their alpha, isn't it? It's not. It is uh, their alpha. Yeah. Thanks, Avi Tech John. Yeah. For for pushing that. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're nowhere near release, but we thought we'd give it a shot. You know, so far it's been very fast and awesome and. You know, if it doesn't quite cut it for for audio needs and things, then we'll we'll deal with it. So, so Brian, mm-hmm. for example, if I if we were to talk about Canadians and I hit this button, you tell me what you hear. Okay, so here we go. Canada. Does that come? Yeah, through? I hear that fine. It's um, it's music. Music. So when when I play like this, do you hear that? Not at all. No. No. Weird. And if you're not talking, I don't even hear. The- that's weird i hear it okay but, so the, well yeah there's some stuff to adjust we, we're gonna have to fiddle yeah, uh yeah. but hopefully uh you know if it gets too weird today we can always switch over it's no big deal mm-hmm. that's why totally we got both we got both on our hard drives now baby yeah we can operate both it's yeah we can do both all right look at this i got some um i got to text the, the tech support morning stream <laughs> exactly now i've got questions for brian that came up earlier today i've been noticing this yeah. all over twitter people post these weird color grids i've noticed that too uh christy cates posted one yesterday and i'm like what the heck is that yeah what is that and i found out what is that it's a game and it's so screams brian ibbett's name i cannot believe that you haven't found out about it now part of it is the thing almost actively makes it impossible to know what people are talking about because right. it posts yes. this this social media post of your score and that day's grid, but no link, nothing. You don't know what it's even for. It's kind of a, a crime. But it's this one dude what made a game uh, for him and his partner or something. They love word games, and it took off like crazy. It's not an app. It's a website. Uh, I put a link in there, and it's called Wordle. Uh, which sounds a lot like Wordle. other games I've seen on it. On sure. The well, and there's so the first time I saw it, which was again Christy creates in this weird little grid of colors, and she's like saying, "Ooh, five out of six, 133. and I'm like, "Wow, what? I must find out what this is." Yeah, I and must then know. I went yeah. to the app store and mm-hmm. said, "Oh, there are games in here called Wordle, but it's they're, they're the um like, um they give you a, a jumble of letters and you've dragged to put them in order to make a." to make a, a word right which is very different than this so the way this thing works is it's a daily challenge daily quiz and when i heard that i went oh brian Ibbett. okay cool mm-hmm. yep. then well. i found out that the whole goal of it is to try to spell whatever the day's word is is five letters long right and you're trying to suss out what that word is in one two three four five six tries or less it and is, so, it is um, mastermind with letters ba- basically yeah that's that's kind of it um, yeah. But it's apparently taking things by storm, and I, I, I'm terrified by it because I, I don't even know where to start. They don't give you hints. There's nothing. There's just a keyboard and a grid, and you got to start going. So if we used a word like, you know, let's say it's the word is... Um, I, by the way, I got today's. Yeah. Oh, you uh, did? In three, in three guesses. Oh, see, this is... I did. I tried it earlier right on my up, phone. Right up my alley right yeah. here. All right. Well, now that I... Okay. Well, now that we know this, this is a thing I want, you know... <laughs> I just th- I just felt like Brian has to be playing this, and it turns out now you are. Yeah. So you're good. Do we do we all get the same word today? So like, if I go there and and do it, and you go there and do it, do you and I get the same? Oh, I don't know. Uh, tell me. Well, word. I don't want to blow the word for anyone at home. Can you yeah. put the put the word in uh, our our Discord chat, and then I'll the answer the, today's answer. Yeah. Word, yes, I will. Put and it then right I'll here enter and, it, and uh, if it's the if 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 it gives it to me correctly, that'll answer our question. 
<laughs> You're going to have a like, I got it in one guess. <laughs> yeah, look at uh, Yeah, this is going to really skew my score. But also, is, I guess yeah. you don't log in or anything. You just, so there's oh, no it like. it just keeps it in your, your cookies? Yeah, just I guess keeps so. keeps it in your cookies. Oh, everybody's saying, yeah, you all get, everybody gets the same word. Okay, how do you know if it's right? Do I hit enter? Yes. Oh, yes. I got it right. Okay. Five letters, yeah. Oh, amazing. That's cool. A little HTML5 yeah. business. It's great. Yeah. Like, this has got to be the little simplest uh, thing ever, but great. Thank you for one more tab to keep open <laughs> in my browser every day. I just thought, you know, <coughs> as much as Brian likes his gamified lifestyle, w- wouldn't this be a nice yeah. addition to what you're already doing? So that's fantastic. Yeah. Hank the Crab says, this is just mastermind with letters. No kidding. Man, I wish somebody would have said that for me. I know, weird, ago. right? I feel like that should have come up earlier somehow if, Some, only, if yeah. only someone would have said that this is a mastermind with letters yeah. a minute ago uh, he probably just got here but i'm putting up yeah. the red on air light anyway <laughs> yeah so basically that is it right you you know you put in your five letters it tells you which letters you have correct that are in the word but not in the right place makes them gold right it tells you what letters you do have right and in the right place makes them green everything else is gray right um this is great. Yeah. I, I want more of these, but obviously I won't get one for another 14 hours. Yeah, so, you, it's going it. to be some time. You're going to have to hunker, hunker down, Brian, for the long haul. That's how that's yeah, going to have to go. Um, okay. Well, that's all I had for that. Oh, look at that. What, oh, what do you got? What, what, oh, what do you got so there? You, so quantum feeling. So now I understand the little grid things that people have been posting. It is they're showing you them guessing the word without showing the letters. Oh, Oh, so so like quantum feeling says I'm testing the share function here. Um, it shows gray, gray, yellow, gray, green, and then gray, gray, yellow, green, green, and so it's basically showing you the the um the steps. But I don't see how you share. I have uh-huh. Wordle at the top. And a little gear, which just gives me settings. Yeah, there's nothing in there that's like, here's my... There's a share thing at the bottom. So you hit... You, you, oh, I don't see that. Where well, do you, have the, do you have to have the score first. So you have to have your uh, your completed, um, you know, like you did it. And then yeah, at, the bottom, did. at the bottom, it'll have a little link score or a little uh, share to social thing, link thing. And you'll hit oh. that and then it, create, it generates this link that, that puts the grid into your social media stuff. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah. Because I got the three words. Do I hit enter again after it shows me, oh, you got the right word? I mean, I think so. I'm pretty oh, sure. uh-uh. Maybe maybe uh, not like in Safari might be the situation. Oh, that might be it. Yeah. Not like in Safari. <clears throat> it must work better on a Chromium browser. That's the deal. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well. Anybody, anybody else using Safari and getting the, the thing? Yeah. Anybody else out there using a WebKit-based browser? Out there, yeah, because I because I have all green letters. Um, oh, if you close the results window, oh, you lose the share option. That's it. Okay, oh. thank you. Yeah. Okay, so then it's gone if you do that. You can't. Here, yep, here's can't my share. guess with the with the rapid growth of this and this viral hit that it is. They'll be adding mm-hmm. little features and things. So watch for that. So. Hopefully, they won't ruin I mean, it and say. Make this an NFT or something dumb like that. <laughs> uh, I need to I yeah. need to set up a new like uh, daily reminder thing. Do your wordle, yeah. hey Brian. Do your wordle. Do your wordle. Uh, one of my favorite things of the day actually is a very funny <laughs> tweet by Mike Judge. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on, where is this? All right, it's basically a little pixelated picture of Hank, Boomhauer, uh, Bill, and, da- and Dale from 
uh, King of the Hill. And they're just like pixelated okay. versions of them. Sure. And he says, this NFT will be available soon for $6 trillion each. Or you can have to, or you can buy all four for twenty trillion dollars. They're worth every penny. <laughs> I like Mike Judge. And then someone right below that, like, screen capped it, and said, "This is no, I bought them. This this is proof of ownership or whatever." It was really making me laugh. Anyway, Mike Judge, good follow on Twitter, by the way. If you're I'll looking for is, people yeah. to follow, yeah, that NFTs actually came up. We did trivia last night, and uh, we won. It was me, uh, Tina, and then. Two of our neighbor neighbor wives or neighbors, but just the wives, like they're all the couples, but only the wives came, oh. and neither of them were crazy neighbor. Oh. So it's our neighbor next door to the right, and then our neighbor across the street. And, so was that um, you and like three ladies then? Me and three ladies. Okay, and um, mm. and we <laughs> and we won, and uh, one of our questions was they gave two examples like. Bong smoking monkey number three hundred and ninety-two, and this other one are four hundred thousand dollar examples of what thing that you'll never be able to explain to grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And one with NFTs. That's great. That's right. Exactly. Because you know, it, I'm just trying to imagine a scenario where I could sit down with my mother, eighty-two year old mom. Yeah, and explain, right, and explain how they work. Yeah, oh my gosh, exactly. what a waste of time that yeah. would be. Nobody wins in that that exactly. game. That's a game of losers. By the uh, way, how yeah. come nobody came up with the uh, just like a Saturday night at Ibbett's house? Come on now, that yeah. was like the yeah. three ladies and Brian is is more. Yeah, <laughs> an example of just like a Saturday night at Ibbett's. You house. guys are slow on the trigger in there today. What's uh, going on? Is, is it because Randy's making coffee? Is that the deal? <laughs> you can always tell when that's happening. Oh, exactly. I found Randy's recommendal. He sent it. Here, oh, hold good. on. All right. I'm gonna just now. Now the now the world is safe once again. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's d- dive into that little fun game. Actually, oh, you know what? I'm not ready for any of this. Hold on a second. Everybody's too busy playing Wordle to come up with it, just like a Saturday night in its house. <laughs> all right. Let me see if I can pull Randall. Wait, not Randy Dunaway's. Who? Oh, no, Brian. Brian for this part. Yeah, come yeah. on. It's sorry. It's uh, the rest of film sack. It's like uh, the two halves of film sack. The two halves of Film Sack have come together to create right. one giant Voltron monster of podcasting, and we're going to do that now. Hey, look who it is. It's Brian Dunaway joining us from South Carolina. Hello, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, how are Hello. you feeling, dude? Listen to your voice. You don't sound great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm making it. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. So uh, Brian came uh, became a little ill. I think it's all that lead up to play retro, and then it happened, and it was such a rousing success <laughs> that your immune system exactly. was just not prepared for the aftermath, and then you got sick almost immediately. Now you've had a fever and stuff. You're going. You're getting a COVID test today. I hope that turns Correct. out to be negative, but also it's no fun to deal with any sort of fevery business. Right. Right. Um, I don't do well with fevers. No. I complain a lot, right? Oh, I'm a cranky piece of garbage if I get a fever. Yeah. I don't feel well. Any any sickness, uh, I'm the worst person ever. I know, right? Isn't that? I know people always, it's a stereotype to say men are this way, but I'm telling you, there's something to it. Men are this way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not that all women are like happy go lucky, lucky charms when they get sick or anything, but it's very, uh, my daughters and my wife, great when they're sick they're positive and upbeat oh i'll be fine in a day or so just kind of getting it done doing what you got to do nick and i miserable garbage 
just mm-hmm. laying around going, eh, <laughs> my life's the worst. Where's the remote? Someone get me water. Like, we're just the freaking worst. Could anyway. you imagine if we had to deal with pregnancy? Boy, my, my goodness. No. That would, we would maybe, that's, maybe that's the problem. Maybe yeah. we're right, that, maybe that's at the top of how we don't exactly. feel. Like, oh, sick it, is at the top. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it just one more example of what we wouldn't be able to take? Or is it like, yeah, uh, we're, we're in place of uh, being able to produce children. We're just going to make men big babies when it comes to, right. <laughs> to yeah, big gooby babies. But anyway, you don't yeah. sound like a baby to me. You sound like a guy who broke his fever and is still willing to come on here yeah. for some reason. So. Exactly. A pro yeah, is what you are. We got this. Yeah. We got it. I, mean, I got I to get my COVID test in about an hour regardless. So I had to be up. So as long as I'm up, might as well do this. May as well do this. Yeah, that's what I always say. May cool. as well do this. We may have as list- well do this. We have a listener on the line. Oh, I forgot to <laughs> log into freaking... The morning stream. May as well do this. May as well do this. May as well make a show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to log into the feed because I forgot to. Okay, yeah. there we go. Uh, we got a caller on the line. They've been waiting very patiently. Let's find out who this is. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Michael or Badger Williams and the Chad and the Tat, very rarely. Wherever we are, yeah. Hey, hey, Michael, it's nice to have you here. What part of the country are you in? I'm currently in Grand Junction, Colorado, but I'm moving to Utah, oh, Salt Lake no, City. No way. Oh, oh that's awesome. Cool. Look at this little... Fascinating. Uh, you're going from one host to the other. Nice job. That's right, exactly. Uh, uh, Brian, how well were you able to hear Michael? Because I'm... This is why I heard from Michael. Hi, Really? Oh, you know yeah, what? It's got to be Michael because Scott obviously no, can abs- hear it. But it's definitely yeah, Discord. Okay, yeah, so I, I think sure if it was a Discord or, or I think I know how to fix it. Watch this. Okay. So this is great. Right. Again, we're doing okay. real time tech support today, everybody. This is how this yeah. is going to go. Uh, okay, so I go to the sound. Okay, I think if I take this down. Uh, okay, now Michael, oh, say yeah, just say probably... just say anything, Michael. Say something. I uh, say anything. How about that? Yeah, uh, I, I think it was the probably first happened. part of it, and then it kicked yeah. in after. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, right. it sounds like it's trying. It, it sounds like it thinks that his voice is noise and is trying to oh. uh, filter it out up oh. until a certain point. Okay. Well, well, we're going to find out right. how this works. We're there. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, well, Michael, it's really great to have you here. We're going to play a little game. Brian's going to explain it and what you could win if you pick the right horse today, Brian. All right. It's time to play the Tadpooly Feud. I've surveyed the Tadpool on some nerdy topics, and Scott and Brian will have to predict the answers that they gave us. And it's their job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Uh, Michael, your job is more important than ever because you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian. They're going to have to translate your answers to me, though, <laughs> until we get this thing fixed. Uh, if your team wins, by the way, you get a prize package that includes The Textorcist, the story of Ray oh. Bibia, and Tools Up! Ooh, Tools Those, Up. Uh, fun games, courtesy of Wesley. Nice. I haven't heard of Tools Up. I wonder what that I is. I haven't either. Yeah. Hmm. Brian, any familiarity with Tools Up? You heard of that? It's a game based on the Jersey up. Shore. Ah, good. Those are all tools, and they're really? all up, so yeah. let's go. <laughs> All right, awesome. That sounds like a fun little prize package. Yeah, let's give you uh, your topic. Uh, We had 577 responses to this. 71 of you chuckleheads uh, decided to pass or say some, you know, derogatory thing. Um, And I'm going to clarify right now that uh, your answer will not be a movie. It'll be a description. And that's what I'm looking for here. Okay. All right. All right. All right, vagueness. Put your hands on your buzzards and give me your best answer to this. What's your favorite Stan Lee cameo? Oh, Scott. Uh, the one in 
Spider-Verse. Yeah. What did I say about don't just give me a movie? You have oh. to tell me. You have to describe tell me the scene. It. Oh, the scene? Um, he's in a comic book store in Into the Spider-Verse where he's doing stuff and looks like Stan Lee standing there. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, that's cl- <laughs> close enough. Uh he stands collectibles. Uh, he sells uh, right. miles, the, the costume, and then he says, it always fits, eventually. All right, fair enough. I, I, I didn't know if it was enough just to say, yeah, he's in that movie. I, need, I do need more than uh, the one in Into the Spider-Verse. Otherwise, you could I mean, just say, boop, movie titles. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. But isn't that the... Uh... No, you're okay. right. You're, 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 yeah, I see what Brian's doing here. He's at, he's putting give me a, a little bit. Yeah. Just give me a little right, bit right. to know that you know what they're talking. Just about. a little work, and I and I did. He's in his yeah, little collective the work. deal there. I'm yeah, yeah. that is our number seven answer or number eight answer. By the Wait, way, I, so, I don't even uh, remember what Scott even said. I said this. Uh, okay, okay, Spider Verse. Yeah. Okay, Spider Verse. So seven answers will be it at Brian. I remember him being in the Spider Man Doc Ock one where he's uh, oh, is he? He's kind of like a, he's 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 what is he doing? <laughs> I can't know what he's doing. I just remember he's he's hanging out and he's all like because I remembered I was like oh because Sam Raimi's gonna be there and then I can't see him talking to Stan Lee because Sam Raimi's a freak. That's not why I always remember that one. Oh, um, interesting. What was he doing? He's kind of, he was just kind of standing on the street when he was man on the street. Is that kind of? Yeah, I'll give you that. He was a man All on right. the street during the uh, the the Spider-Man and Doc Ock fight. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see how much I could get out of you on that one. Yeah. Uh, show me uh, <laughs> Stanley stand on the street watching Doc Ock and Spider-Man fight. Uh, oh oh man. no! Come on, uh, not, man. Not a favorite for people, um, but uh, a couple people did say it. Two people said it, so it's it did make it into the list. I think right. every single one of his cameos are in this list somewhere, but only. The top ten are okay. on the feud. I like it when he cameoed at the uh, Dragon Con. He took a picture with me. That was yeah, yeah. Was, I know, yeah. Yeah, it was my uh, favorite. Fantastic. Glenn Peralta got to ride in the elevator with him. Whoa! Do you think that elevator cameo. smelled like uh, farts? <laughs> I think it smelled like <laughs> Aqua Velva. Yeah, probably. <laughs> a little bit of the old spice in there. All right. Well, that means exactly. it's me right, and uh, so- me and Michael. Then, yeah. That's right. Yeah, two of you are playing together, and you guys have control of the board. Let's get some more. Uh, let's get you guys some more points. Michael, anything jump out at you? Um, I remember the Deadpool one. I think he's the the, the strip club announcer. Oh, I forgot about oh. that strip club announcer yeah. in Deadpool. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, Tadpool's gonna probably throw a Deadpool in here because of the pool and the whatnot. Uh, Brian, let's say Deadpool. All right, and coming or show me, uh, show me strip club uh, <laughs> DJ <laughs> DJ Stanley. Oh, it's yes. in there. and coming up next, Chastity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a memorable one. See, you're good at this. I'm terrible at this. One. I can't yes. remember jack crap on these. Yeah. Um, like it's good that you've got some help. And it's it's funny. The board for me is like overlappy, but I don't know if it is for you on on your screen. It sometimes well. is, oh, wait, and yeah, this time is the, not. Yeah, because of the number of characters. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's because they're so, not used to putting two lines. Oh yeah, it is overlappy. Right. You're right. I wrote some long answers in there. So yeah, that's whatever. Uh, it's okay. It's a little bug test. Look at all the bug testing we're doing today. This is fantastic. I know. This is a QATMS. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's think of. Um, Oh, it just occurred to me. And you can even describe the scene, and you don't even have to tell me a movie if you can't remember what movie it's in, right? Like if you okay, remember, just remember oh, what he did. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Okay, that helps. That helps. Uh, all right. 
Michael, but feel free to uh, tell me a better one. But the one I'm thinking of is where he's a bus driver. Uh, but I just don't yeah. remember the movie. That's the one I was. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't remember the movie. He's driving you a bus. It. Yeah. He, yeah. Or something. Or he's in the he's in there and he went. Ah, Spider-Man went by or some shit. I don't remember <laughs> stuff. Some stuff. Hey, Brian, it's the one where he's a bus driver. Sure. Sure. I'll take it. Uh, show me school bus driver. Oh, that was a long one. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a long one. Sorry, I was looking for what number it is in the list. Uh, it's number fourteen in the list. He was a school. He was a Peter Parker's school bus driver in Infinity War. Oh, right. Oh, right, right. Okay. Did we? I mean, this is a question. I'm not. I'm so paranoid about saying Spider-Man things. It's not really a spoiler. <laughs> I don't sure. remember seeing any Stanley reference in the new movie at all. Yeah, is nothing. that the first one that we've not had any Stanley kind of? Um, I mean, I know he well, passed away, obviously, so we can't. Uh, it makes it harder for sure. Yeah, sort of. Oh, Shang Chi, probably not either. Yeah. Yeah, Eternals, Shang Chi, um, Black Widow. I don't know what the last one was. Would it have been Endgame? I can tell you the last one, and and when we're done here. Oh yeah, because that that would give away. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> a good point. All right, that wasn't me fishing. Technically, he was, but not in the not in the way you'd expect. That wasn't me fishing. I promise. I'm just. I know. Was it? I know. Yes. <laughs> anyway, all right. So continue there, Brian. Or no, it's Brian's turn because we screwed it up. It is Brian's turn. Yes, yeah. it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn, um, Brian. Okay. Once again, I yeah. Once again, I think the 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 characters. When you think about the characters, it's probably a lot easier than trying because I was trying to think of the movie and the characters. I remember him being. Uh, in in like a FedEx outfit at one point in time, but the heck if I can remember which one it was uh, where he yeah. was. And maybe I'm just having fevered dreams. I, I don't know. I but totally it feels like there was one where he was delivering mail. Maybe I should just say mailman. I totally remember that. Would that okay. be that be easier? Yeah. I'm gonna go with your first answer because FedEx delivery driver and mailman are are not exactly the same thing. Um, right. All right, show me FedEx delivery driver delivery driver <laughs> delivery delivery. Deli- delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I have a package for Tony Stank. Tony Stank. <laughs> Tony Stank. Tony That's Stank. right. That's right. Did you? Oh, right. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. It's all yeah, coming Civil back. War. Captain America: Civil War. He was a FedEx delivery driver delivering a package for Tony Stank. It's all right. coming back to me now. Number two answer on the board. You still have control, Brian. Right. <sighs> Wasn't there one where he was a? Mm. <laughs> These cameos. I think I get yeah. so hung up. I'm like, oh, there's Stan Lee. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, something that was one where he was like, like doing some kind of, I, I remember him in headphones and stuff. And he was, he was uh, doing a, like a radio announcer thing. But I, heck, if I can remember what he was doing. Okay. I don't even remember what he even right. said. Do you want to go radio with that DJ, Radio DJ. Radio, radio DJ. DJ. Sure. All right. Okay. Show me uh, Stan Lee, radio DJ. Uh, now you're probably thinking of the uh, um, the strip club DJ for that one. Mm, yeah, I can't. Be. See, in my be. head, I'm imagining yeah. something similar, but I don't know why I am. Well, um, you might right. be. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there was. Um, didn't he? All right, Michael, you're gonna have to help me with this one. I think there was a time where he played like a national. Uh, like a um what am I trying to say? Like a news anchor like type a news thing. Anchor? Yeah. Do you remember that? What was the deal there? Do you have any memory uh, of that? Okay. Can you guys you guys oh, can't hear Michael? God. Or can you? I do, I no, do we can't hear really him. Yeah. Okay. Uh I don't know what um I don't know what that was. I guess we'll just go with it and say a, a news anchor. 
News anchor. All right. Uh, show news me anchor? news anchor Stan Lee. <laughs> Damn it. Now we're just yeah. nope. now we're just guessing professions that Stan Lee <laughs> might have had. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, television repairman. <laughs> and maybe I'm crazy. Right. So I'm, just I'm go down the cable? list of Sally Struthers. Uh, you know. Yeah. No kidding. I do remember him being like a. Uh, a swinger or something was that like the joke that he was in some kind of spider-man he was like a he was like because you know but he always looked like he was a swinger anyway because he was always wearing that 70s you know big a old swinger oh. like collars and stuff like a swinger swinger like a dude on yeah yeah uh, like not like, like not like, like spider-man a, swinger but like a, a ladies man you do it yeah gotcha. ladies uh-huh. man yeah like uh i have some memory of that as well but i all right yeah <sighs> Does that count, Brian? I'm gonna. I'll take. I'll take that one. Let's see what we got here. Show me some sort of ladies' man. Okay. Ladies' man. There you go. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. He was Hugh Hefner in Iron Man. I think that's, that's what you're it. thinking of, and I'm gonna give. That's I'm gonna it. give that one to you because I think that's <laughs> what you're visualizing. Wow. Well done, Brian. Good job. Is that first Ooh, Iron Man? Yeah, first movie, right? That was the first Iron the, Man. Yep, first Iron uh, Man. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the reason why I remember. That's the one I watched the most. I can't. Even, I think I only watched the other Iron Man like one time a piece. I don't think yeah. I even gave it a second chance after that. Yeah, come on, um, you got um, you know Whiplash, Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah, you kill you. And, yeah, uh, only, only I needed to see that once. All right, um, <laughs> we'll watch again for film sack at some point. We'll watch I'm sure. That's right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm saving up. I'm it'll, saving up. My boy. Um, yes, my boy. You killed my boy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm remembering this, and I'm pretty sure this is. I'm pretty sure I'm getting this confused with Matrix Revol. I'm getting this confused with the, the Matrix Resurrections we just watched. Okay, I okay. feel like he. I just feel like he was a window washer. It just seems like if he's going to be on the street, I can't oh, see the street sure. again. But he's got to be outside somewhere, right? Oh, he's yeah. got to be outside so he can witness to all these crazy things. You know yeah. what? I'm going to back up. No, okay. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go window washer. <laughs> There's one other one I can think of. I'm going window washer. Stan okay. Lee, the window washer. Stan Lee, window washer. Show me uh, Stan Lee, window washer. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know of any time he was a. Uh, Why a is that washer? familiar to me? Like I said, Michael, does that sound familiar? It did to me. What's what are we thinking of? I don't know. It feels familiar for some reason, but I'm like I said once I again. Like I'm running a slight fever. Construction and so like a type or something. Yeah, there's like a construction. Ah, jeez. That and all, 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 all those stuff. I remember he's like on a bench behind a newspaper. Right, right. Oh wait, I do remember that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, but that is that one too pedestrian to say he's just behind a newspaper. Guy on bench. Guy on bench. You know what? Yeah. (laughs) To hell with it. We're saying guy (laughs) on bench. Bench guy. Yeah. Guy on bench. Maybe reading newspaper. All right. Let's let's see if we have have that. Uh, Show me guy on bench reading newspaper something. Damn man. Uh, You might be thinking of his cameo in the Ben Affleck Daredevil, where he's reading a newspaper, about to walk into traffic, and uh, young Matt Murdock, blind young Matt Murdock, saves him from from walking into traffic. Right. And we've tried so hard to get that on film set, by the way. We've really worked on it. It's coming up. It's like in the next five weeks or something. That and Electra back to back, if I remember correctly. Yeah, as long as those don't go anywhere, we'll watch them. We'll watch those. Yeah. Um, so okay. Well, Brian, right, so, we've struck uh, out Brian, here. You're down by three points. Oh, Damn it. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of answers still on the board. <laughs> That's because they're insane. We're screwed. I really, uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a fun topic, but I guess I didn't realize how tough it would be for, for uh, some folks. Yeah. 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 Um, 
On a different day, maybe I'd be able to recall yeah. better. Yes, but right now I'm flying high on fever induced. Yeah, sure. God, I know I'm thinking of Bruce Campbell, but God, I could swear he was a doorman at least in one of the cameos. But I, that sounds right, like doesn't a, it? That I feel sounds, like I'm, I'm getting that confused. You could tell me that, and I would have general. to. I would probably believe you. I'd, I'd say, oh yeah, right. yeah, he's definitely a doorman at one point. Okay, all right. Uh, show me Dorman, uh, Stanley. Dorman. 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 The oh! Dorman. What's his power? Excelsior. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, I don't think he was ever a Dorman. I don't have any in my list of uh, Dorman. Uh, that means, Scott, you and Michael do win. Congratulations. Sweet. We got a win here, folks. Uh, barely by the skirt of our pants. Congratulations. You beat the sick guy. So how the, so give, <laughs> us, the, right, give us the rest get, of these because I am answers I, yeah. like completely flummoxed by the rest of these. The number one answer, not even a Marvel movie, and as a matter of fact, oh. was actually was filmed like the old before, Hulk series or something? before all the Marvel movies. No. He uh, gave relationship advice to Jason Lee in the mall in Mallrats. Oh, oh God, of course. I forgot yes. about that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And uh, he he talks about you know he's he talks to Jason Lee for about five minutes before Jason Lee finally realizes it's Stan Lee. So that's that's kind of what has happened with those MCU uh, cameos is that now people would recognize him, but apparently right. Jason Lee didn't. Uh, this is the one I could not believe neither of you would come up with, but in Guardians of the Galaxy two. He's seen chatting with the Watchers and uh, telling oh them God, the stories. Yes. And he course. even tells them, and one time I was a FedEx delivery driver. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Mallrats, uh, number five answer. Because it takes place in the past, uh, in Captain Marvel, you see him on a train reading the Mallrats script. Oh, my Lord. Scott hasn't seen Captain Marvel, so. No, I had no idea. You haven't seen Captain Marvel? That's amazing. You're you're in for a a treat. I'm looking forward to it. That would have been the era, right? Because the 90s uh, was when he would have read a script, maybe on on a bus. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, in uh, let's see, my hands aren't as steady as they used to be. He was Thor's barber in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> God, I gotta go back and watch that. I think I've only seen that one time, but that's oh, not because that I is... didn't like it, no, but because so I good. just haven't got back to it. It's been Ragnarok long. is is probably in my top five favorite mm-hmm. MCU films because it's just it's so nuts. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Yeah. I'd say you know, give everything to him and let him do the entire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let him direct Hollywood. Let's be make fun. Him, make him be the new Feige. Uh, all right. Uh, how about uh, you? So when you were talking about the headphones, this is the direction I thought you were going to go. In Amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield, the first Andrew Garfield one, he's uh, a librarian wearing headphones and doesn't hear Spider-Man and Lizard that's, beating the tar out it. of each other right behind him. Oh, that's it. Okay. That's it. Because I was thinking he was a DJ and he didn't hear it. And that's the reason why yeah. all this stuff is going on in the background. And that's that's the one. Yep. And then finally, uh, Thor gives him some uh, some ale, some Asgardian ale, knocks him on his butt as a double, as a World War II veteran in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh man! Well, Age of Ultron, I only saw the once, and uh, yeah, completely forgot about most of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> for good reason. Uh, uh, some of the other ones, he's uh, in Winter Soldier. He's a security guard who misses the fact that. Uh, uh, Captain America steals his costume back. I uh, I think that's what I was thinking about the doorman. It was like security maybe, guard door. I should have yeah. said security guard. He actually played a security guard a couple times. In the yeah. first Hulk, uh, he's walking around with Lou Ferrigno. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, Fred's dad in Big Hero 6. You nice. see an animated version okay. of him. Yep. In uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, uh, Rocket 
uh, is like panning around Xandar and he sees him and says, ah, where's your wife, old man? What a creepy old guy. <laughs> uh, the, in Endgame, which was his last cameo, by the way, uh, he's a 70s version because he's in the past when they time travel. And he says, make love, not war. Oh, yeah. right. He was in a, like a video montage saying that. Right, like it was like a flash I of. Think so. Yeah, it might have been something like that. Uh, in Thor, he's the truck, a, tr- a guy uh, with a truck with a tow rope trying to pull the uh, hammer, uh, oh, the owner right. out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, Larry King and Iron Man too. Oh, so that's the one I was thinking. In the first two Iron Man, he plays actual celebrities. That's the one yeah. I was thinking of because of the the yeah. reporter thing. That's what I had in my head. Is the is right. the Larry King one. Gosh dang it. Uh bartender in Ant-Man, but he's got uh Luis's voice. Uh Spider-Man 3, he actually interacts with Toby Maguire and says, "You know, one person can make a difference." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. He makes an appearance uh, in a DC property, which is great. He drinks some gamma radiated soda Mm, in the Incredible Hulk. Um, He steals all the chips in the Black Panther. Just seeing if there's some other other good ones. You say chips, you're talking about poker chips, right? Poker Poker chips. chips. Yeah, he's sitting at the casino table next to Martin Freeman. And I'll just hold on to these chips. So not bar Uh, chips. No. Not not, not, uh, potato (laughs) chips. No. Uh, And then I'll just give you one more here. Well, Jur in the Trial of the Incredible Hulk, you kind of alluded to that one. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, only one person said that one. And then in Venom, uh, uh, Venom Tom Hardy's walking down the street, passes him, and his Venom boy says, uh, who's that guy? (laughs) Oh, wow. So you didn't even say anything in that one. Just, just uh, he did. Face. He said, "I sure hope the two of you end up together." Or oh. Something like that. Talking <laughs> about Venom and his girlfriend, but uh, I just watched "Let There Be Carnage," and uh, how I was it? To go back and watch the first one. Yeah, no, obviously no appearance in that one. Yeah. Um, some people said, uh, you know, things like uh, "Spider-Man: Far From Home." Nope, sorry, wasn't in that one. Um, Stanley with hookers. I wasn't sure if they meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Hefner, or one time he was a judge in a beauty contest, but in any case, I didn't give them the points. The one where he passes a football, don't know that one at all. Oh, and what is uh, somebody that? Is said, that I, no, I don't know. think that yeah. ever happened. Yeah. yeah. And uh, finally, my favorite answer The Princess Diaries 2. <laughs> oh, what? Did that happen? Was he in there? Princess Diaries I have too. no idea if he's in there, but it's such a great, like, Oh, my favorite Stanley cameo is in the Princess Diaries too. Well, there's a there's a 3D movie that's not in any of these, not in the MCU or anything, and I can't remember the name of it. But it was like a kind of a Scooby Doo kind of take off thing, and he was he was like a regular character in that. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I like remember not playing like basically not a cameo, but just kind of like a. Uh, he was the he was just a guy in there. Um, hold on, Stan Lee. I'm yeah. trying to remember what that movie was called because it was it was pretty good. Um, he but, does appear in. Um, uh, oh shoot, I had it and I lost it. He's in Big Never Hero mind. Six. Is that what I'm thinking of? That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. We talked about Big Hero Six. That he's the he's Fred's dad. Right, but the series. Oh, it's the same in the oh, series. He's in the series too, playing yeah, same character. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I am character. thinking of Big Hero Six, maybe. Which is a Marvel thing, he's so I don't in, know. He's been in uh, some of the Lego computer animated Lego films. Let's see, Marvel Future um, Avengers. Any figure appeared in computer animated Lego films. Oh, Lego Marvel superheroes and Trouble in Wakanda. So different. Uh, so not not the big the big ones. Of course, he's been in the PS4 games. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he was in f- 2002, 2014, and 2017 episodes of The Simpsons as a cameo as himself. Oh. So yes, two cool. people said The Simpsons. Yeah, yep. that's yeah. cool. Well, I didn't two know people said The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. 
Big Bang. He was on there. That's true. He's he's an appearance on the Big Bang Theory. He's uh, in a lot of the theme park rides. So you see him in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout and uh, the Iron Man experience (laughs) at Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh, he was on an episode of Chuck. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And and some movie called Pizza Man. I don't know what that was. Hilarious. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Frankie in the 2011 Frankie Muniz film, Pizza Man. Interesting. (laughs) Really? Kick ass. He's in in Kick Ass. Oh, okay. But it was cut from the film. Oh, there we go. Lee makes a cameo appearance as the Three Stooges wedding guest in the 2004 Disney film, The Princess Diaries 2. Perfect. That is great. Perfect. Somebody, I'm sure while I was looking at all of these, somebody posted the princess, the, why he was in The Princess Diaries 2. Oh, did you mention the hot dog vendor in X-Men? Did yes, you mention that one? I didn't okay. mention him, but one person said that, which was, I think, the first Marvel movie cameo? No, I guess not, because... Um, he narrated Incredible Hulk's TV show for a while. He did, and and um, there were a couple of cartoon appearances, like the uh, the Spider Man cartoon. But yeah. it was was X Men the first Marvel? <laughs> well, the, uh, movie? yeah, according to this, hold on. Well, yeah, with with Daredevil him in and Electra came out after that, and Blade came out after that. I think it might have been the first big thing since well, since uh, Tobey Maguire's first Spider Man movie, right? Wasn't that first? Oh, right. Yeah, of course, because those were in. Yeah, those I were. Think. In, uh, I don't remember now. Well, as as fun as this is, the main thing here is <laughs> no, that Spider-Man you... Spider-Man was 2002, so oh. X-Men was 2000, but Blade was Blade was before both of those. Oh, Blade, and, Blade, Blade, yeah. Blade. But his, his uh, cameo was cut out of that because, uh, I don't know why, but he discovers a, a body and uh, they cut that. Oh, that's too bad. And they didn't know what a tradition they were avoiding. That's a, that's amazing. Well, here's our here's to our winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Congratulations, Michael. You have won. Now, all you got to do to collect your code, sir, is to send an email, coverville.gmail.com to Brian. He will hook you up, and you'll walk away a big winner. How do you feel about your win? Uh, I, I feel like I didn't do much, and I'm going to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those moments where you like, I have never watched a Marvel movie in my life. I don't remember anything. Yeah, oh, no. wow. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I think you know what, though? You you did help uh, Scott with a couple of them. I mean, you got the... Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I think you got the, the one that ended up giving Scott a bunch of points. So Yeah, I think you did great. Uh, I'd play with yeah. you again. So uh, get that email out, get him going, and you are the happy winner. Well done, and congratulations. Don't worry, everybody there in the chat. You'll have a chance to win one day coming up. You just got to be a caller that we pick randomly. Hey Brian Dunaway, I'm really sorry you're sick, but I'm but I'm hoping this uh, at least gave you a smile today. You doing you doing better? Are you all right? I'm drinking my hot honey lemon tea and hanging out with uh, two of the best people on the planet. Oh. So oh. it's not well, it's not well, all bad. We'll cut you off so you can go uh, go back to them. That's yeah, nice. go back to them. Uh, no, no, you. <laughs> yeah, you. The, oh, it's us. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, Brian, uh, they say laughter is the best medicine, but really take actual medicine. Yeah, take real medicine. <laughs> Medicine's way better. Yeah, and let us know when you get your. Like, is this a rapid test, or you got to wait for it, or what's the deal? No, it's it's uh, it's supposed to take I think three days or something like that. Okay. Two or three days. We'll see. That. So it's it's not rapid, but it's quick. It's maybe quick as as quick as maybe it's ever gonna be. Well, you guys got a lot of mm-hmm. cases down there right now, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. So gonna... it's kind of you know, it's like, oh, you think you have COVID? Well, so is everybody else? Yeah, we'll see. Hold it in your urine stream. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, sounds like you guys could hear him pretty good toward the end. Toward the end, yeah. If he talked for a little while, then. 
it fizzled in and then gave it gave us. That's uh, odd, isn't it? It is odd. Well, mm. you and I will play around with it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, all right. Let's see. I do. We do have time for a quick news story, so I'm going to go ahead Let's and play this. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by my patron Kim Immel, who says my wife and I are owners in a distillery in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm the head distiller, and my wife Jessica runs the operations. By the way, we love these these two. Uh, we've been in business just over two years. Check out the website blackhatdistillery.com. And uh, Very check cool. out uh, Kim and Jessica Immel. Yeah, get in there. Support a fellow yeah. uh, fellow tadpooler and do fellow something. Fellow Coloradoan and tadpooligan. Yeah. Yes. I love when you guys have your own little projects and cool businesses and all that. We love talking exactly. about them. So keep it coming. Exactly. Uh, this is a great story. I'm glad we're getting to it today uh, for our probably only story of the day. <laughs> Kim Jong-un's dad invented burritos. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> According to the latest propaganda coming out of North Korea, they're making this bizarre claim uh, as sales of the Western dish boom in that country for some reason. Um, uh-huh. It's very weird. The wild claims follow an equally batty propaganda story that alleged Jong Two invented a dish called Jong Il <laughs> or Jong Il. What I. I always see the two L's or the I, know, I and the L. I know, I'm with you because they capitalized the I and it looks like Jong Two. Yeah, it yeah. kills me. Uh, anyway, sorry, Jong Il. <laughs> previous wackadoo that was in there invented a dish called double bread with meat which was uncannily like a hamburger uh the burritos meanwhile were called wheat wraps okay the radong simoon newspaper claimed jong il's tubby tyrant son kim jong un that's their reading not me i didn't I know, write that the tubby tyrant <laughs> Uh, is following in the footsteps of his dad by taking the meticulous or taking a meticulous meat in interest in the dish. I don't know why meticulous meat. I don't know. How I was saying that. Yeah. Maybe for title yeah. reasons. I don't know. Uh, state TV news footage: North Koreans can be uh, seen devouring the burritos at a stand outside of Kim Song Food Factory in the capital of Pyong- Pyongyang. Uh, the broadcast also showed a mural of Kim Jong uh, Il's grinning in the kitchen where burritos were being prepared. I can pull this photo up in a second. Sure. Uh, but while the propaganda paints a picture of abundant uh, street food, those who have escaped the secretive state insist that such dishes are virtually non-existent there, as you might imagine. Uh, Hyung Sung Lee, who was born into an elite North Korean family but fled the country in 2014, said most of his countrymen couldn't even dream of such a meal. He said the majority of citizens do not have money to buy foreign food, and in the 1990s, bread and butter loaves were... Um, Sat, what's that word? Satirized. Satirized? Satirized. Oh, like yeah. like like a like satirical. Satirical. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. thinking of like the way you'd prepare it. You know right. what I mean? Like, uh, oh, I'm I'm putting this in like a saute rise. <laughs> yeah, <or something>. yeah. <laughs> it really threw me. Um, anyway, and criticized as socialist traitors. Unquote. In many cases, he added, there uh, simply weren't the ingredients to recreate these foods. He says, I have never seen any burritos or wraps on sale in North Korea. So it's just a weird thing to a claim that there's tons of them and they're all over the place, right. and b that you invented it. Right. This is like so. All right, Scott Johnson, you're on a boat. You're on a cruise ship. For some reason somebody gets you on a cruise ship and and uh, uh, you, you're walking around in a hazmat suit so you don't catch Legionnaires' disease or something. Sure. Because that's probably what it would take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. Uh, uh, somehow you slip on a banana peel on the Lido deck, you fall off the boat. Fortunately, your hazmat suit has enough air in it, but you still sink down to the 
the bottom of the ocean, where you discover the lost city of Atlantis, who uh. welcomes you into their their city, uh, brings you in, and kind of hails you as a leader. And you introduce things to them like burritos and hamburgers because they don't have those things. Mm. Somehow they have cows and and uh, carnitas, but sure. we don't know how they got them. Right. Uh, do you say that you invented them, or do you say, "Oh, these are from my something our surface people have invented"? Try a burrito. Oh, interesting. I don't know what I'd say because that's kind of like you've got this little sequestered group of people that will believe anything you say. Have they have no uh, reference frame of reference for anything outside of their own world, their own little microcosm? That's interesting. Uh, yeah, you could say anything and they would have to buy you it. Say anything, exactly. And I think that is how it is over there. Like somebody in the chat says, he uh, there there was some propaganda claiming he did eighteen holes of golf and got a hole in one for all eighteen holes. <laughs> wow, it's it, we almost need a game like did did uh, Kim Jong Il say this or is it a Chuck Norris thing from <laughs> Baron's chat? <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? <laughs> like uh, to me, I hear it and go whatever. And I'm sure that if you asked a average North Korean this question and they felt safe in answering yeah. uh, honestly they would say yeah of course not of course he doesn't do any of these things right but right. it's because they're all terrified yes exactly what a sucky deal that is <laughs> alright well he didn't invite by the way Ricky Gervais invented podcasting there oh yeah, yeah there's, that's there's right. our there's our, <laughs> our world example well he invented it and then later um, uh, Adam Carolla Adam invented, Carole invented it. it and then Joe Rogan invented it yeah I think yeah. maybe even um, what's his what WTF Mark Marin, he invented it oh sure he invented yeah. it yeah you know famous comedians what they do is they, they they're famous and then they go hey what's this I'll go do this because my other career isn't really doing anything at the moment. So I'm going to go do right. this. And now I'm, I'm carrying the fame over. Ooh, look what I invented. Exactly. F off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't invent Sam Jane, it wasn't even ELR. It was Scott's, uh, um, the quake show. No, it wasn't quake. Unreal engine. Unreal, mod uh, show. unreal mod show. I did in 1999. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was ahead of, uh, well, I don't know if I was the first, but I was definitely early. You were early. Except it wasn't, you know, we didn't have RSS and stuff, but putting an MP3 up on a website and letting, letting people listen to a radio show you do. I was probably in in a small group then. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. It was before I'd even heard of it, so. Yeah. Oh, Sam, it's okay you missed it. it. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to find some old audio files of those while you're, while you're digging out your tapes. Yeah. My microphone may have been like wax on a, on a comb. It was so bad. <laughs> <clears throat> but whatever. I was, you know, it was new. We were trying new things. MP3s were new. We were, we were yeah. rocking the joint, seeing what was up there. We had like, uh, you, could, you could stream the show through, um, what was that? Real app? player? No. What was that called? Winamp. It was new then. Oh, Winamp. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Which I guess yep. you can still get a version of Winamp today if you want to. I don't know why you would, Yeah, but you could. <laughs> um, but yeah, iPods changed everything, and that's when it got big. But, you know, these comedian guys were like, yeah, I'm going to bring my millions of followers over here and then claim I invented it. They all try. They all say it. They all do. Yeah. And it bugs me. You know what? Props to Kevin Smith. Never really claimed that. Right. Never did. No. He just was yeah. like, yeah, this is cool new medium, man. I'm did, in it. He did well then. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I respect it. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Tom's Tech Time. Tom Merritt will be here talking about tech. We're in the middle of CES week. Day two, I believe. Maybe three today. I forget how it works. Cool. I think it started Monday, so it'll be day three we're into. Anyway, a yes. lot to talk about there. Uh, and then after that, recommendals with Randy. Let's first take a break with a song. Brian, will you please present the song? 
Sure. Uh, this is a, an artist who sends me a lot of their music, and I love the fact that they do because it's all really, really good. Uh, we got a singer-songwriter producer named Papa Satch, S-A-T-C-H, uh, founding member of the bands Black Horizon, Black Blank Stare, and Mercy Hit. He was an integral member of the wildly popular band Spoof. Um, but as a producer, he wrote, sang on, and organized a critically acclaimed Actress Doggonet album. Um, New York City uh, metropolitan area, a uh, versatile uh, singer, songwriter, producer, and musician who's given us a brand new song from his um, his album, his brand new album, or album came out at the end of last year called Echoes. Here is the song Wanted to Run. <laughs> Amusement ride 
makes people think queerly and do some pretty crazy things. Anyway, since when have you been drinking? If you don't finish today, leave it and continue tomorrow. This is the Morning Stream. back everybody welcome back so did you, could you hear that music at all none at all none at all it was like there was silence and then i hear uh, fletcher this is the morning stream it must have some setting where it like it will block music out because it thinks it's background noise or something yeah i know it's uh crazy somebody was saying but yeah we'll figure it you've out you've got noise something suppression claire gack is yelling it's a noise cancellation but is it claire because i don't know if you're right I think we tried both ways and it didn't do anything. Oh, we did too. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll anyway. figure it out. Anyway, hey, tell me that name of that song one more time if you don't you mind. Bet. That song is uh, Wanted to Run by Papa Satch from his brand new album, Echoes. Papa Satch. Papa, Papa, Papa Satch. Papa's got a brand new song. All right. <laughs> That's right. Ace Detect Incoming. You know him as Tom Merritt. Okay. He'll be here shortly. I do. And, That's how uh, I know him. Yeah, I know him uh, primarily as a detect, but uh, also as a, uh, you know, a technological marvel in his own right. I'm going to go ahead and play his intro now. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. <laughs> and Tom Merritt, who continues to have his Christmas background. I love this. I, Look at uh, this. this. I is... forgot how I turned that on. I think it's great. <laughs> it's in uh, voice and video settings. Oh, is it? it? It's in the settings. There it's it is. Video. I like it. Look how festive. <laughs> it's just great when he moves and you see little bits of his real background behind yeah that's awesome uh, oh, oh that's even better jungle. yeah i like yeah, it there, that's better yeah. right yeah. sure better. Yes, sure not exactly. why not we're in the middle of ces why not the jungle uh hey it's tom Merritt. everybody he is uh known for his wednesday appearances here almost exclusively that's the reason he's known just kidding he's known because he's like a, a tech dude and reports on tech and daily tech news show and all that yeah. and we love having him on so tom it's been a couple of weeks Happy New Year. Welcome back. Happy New Year. It's good to be hey. back talking to y'all. Yeah. You have good holidays. Yeah, it's all right. We did. Okay. We did. Yeah. How about you? Uh, it, mostly good. Uh, <laughs> had a leak start on the 23rd that still has yet to be fixed, but thankfully it stopped raining. But uh, that was a little stressful. Some depends or what? Uh, <laughs> what yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, just uh, went out into the uh, the sunroom, stuck some depends up uh, into the roof. God, oh, I hate oh, it was in a room. Okay, well, yeah, we didn't yeah. that yeah. I thought maybe you, a, you were right. That's, yeah. like, that's how we fixed it. I thought it was a data leak because that felt more. You know, that would have been oh, more technical. It was. It was. It rains good. data yeah. in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. So. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of, data. Uh, I was afraid of a GDPR violation, frankly, with the amount of data. <laughs> in there. Oh, very nice. Uh, well, speaking of uh, all sorts of violations, not really. Uh, CES is happening. It's going on. <laughs> Despite a lot of pullouts, uh, it's still a show, right? You guys are covering it and things are oh, going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were going to send uh, our producer Amos and uh, host Rich Straffolino to kind of be on the ground the idea being they could they could you know wander around and maybe gather some stories on their own uh but also uh set up a place for folks who are at the show to come and uh connect and and be on dtns 
uh, until all of those people that we would have had on the show said, we're not going anymore mm. because all the big companies aren't going anymore. Uh, and so the cascade effect was that we didn't send Amos and Rich. Yep. Uh, so there you go. Uh, n- none of us are at CES. Uh, very few people are at CES, but CES still happening, still happening virtually. It's shortened. Uh, they canceled the last day. Frankly, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it, it won't change the number of announcements. Very few people go on that last day anyway. You, sure, you even right. see uh, people starting to break down their booths on that last day. So I, I think that was just CTA saying like, you know what, if we're not going to have that many people, we might as well uh, cut this out anyway. So mm. there you go. Yeah. Uh, CES happening mostly virtually. Well, my two my two times in uh, at a CES were madhouses. And I'm just trying to imagine it not being that because it, it sounds like it just obviously isn't. I was tempted to go anyway mm-hmm. just to experience the emptiness <laughs> right. of the CES. Right. Because uh, <laughs> the closest we've ever had was back uh, after the financial crisis, you know, around 2009, I think, yeah. uh, was a very light CES. But even then, it was crowded. Yeah. It was just light. This is apparently ghost town. Sure, sure. Well, are there, so despite all of that, they've had some keynotes, they've had some announcements. Uh, what is the hot thing today? I know uh, PlayStation, for example, last night. Yeah, announced their I new figured VR. we should talk about the the PlayStation and the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSVR two. Honestly, we knew it was coming. So the news here mostly is that it's definitely coming. Uh, and the two things I would pull out. Uh, of the announcement that are worth paying attention to are the fact that they are going to include some haptics in there, which mm-hmm. is kind of you know di- a differentiator. Uh, doing things like you know you could feel the the beat the heartbeat on your temple when when okay. a character is really stressed or like somebody the hits you in the side of the head with a baseball yeah, a little bat, bump, you can actually maybe. feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, when they said wind rushing past your hair, which I'm like, I guess, I guess you could do wind. I don't know. Oh, uh, and, actually, and, you actually have to have hair, by the way, for to be able to to feel oh, those. Hunkers. Yeah, that, yeah, that was one of the things they were saying. Is it'll make Brian Ibbett feel like he has hair. Yeah, I was oh, going to say. Here we go. I'm, where do I buy? Where do I buy? Yeah. yeah uh, otherwise, otherwise Brian, it'll just feel like you won't understand the input. It'll be like, what's this <laughs> wind, feeling? What's the this? wind going by what's the this? sides of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is uh, foveated rendering is made possible by eye tracking. Uh, the eye tracking will, will be used for some other things like, uh, you know, the characters will know where you're looking and maybe they'll look at the same place or they'll try to meet your gaze, which would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also foveated rendering uh, is the idea <laughs> that <laughs> uh, I, my eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll get a lot of that. Uh, the foveated rendering is the idea that you only have to render the pixels in high res that you're looking at, yeah. which can increase the frame rate because you can use the same amount of processing to do a smaller screen without dropping resolution. Uh, and, and so if you know where the eye is looking, uh, it can adapt very quickly to render the parts you're looking oh, at. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's a lot like game. Well, game engines in general, let's say you're playing a game like Horizon Zero Dawn or something. Um, one of the most fascinating presentations I ever saw was was showing you what you would see. So the so the game is only going to render what you see, right? So you see a right. vista and mountains and trees and all of this. It's in this cone of vision, whatever your you know degrees of of uh, field or field of view is. And then if you could have that just lock and but turn your head and see what else is there, there's nothing else there. It's all like yeah, gray, yeah. like a big gray empty space. Because why render all of this? When you can just render what's in front of you and therefore spend all your rendering here, yeah. And I guess most games, most three three D games these days are like that. You're not actually looking at 
you're not in a room where everything's rendered around you. It's only what you're seeing at any given time, and it's fast enough to do that in real time. And imagine, imagine if you could, if you could just render, if you could render an even smaller amount, yeah, right? Because right. you know exactly where somebody's looking. That's what foveated rendering uh, gets you. So those are those are two features that that aren't new. It's not like no other VR headsets uh, have them, but but they are not common. Uh, often they're found in enterprise level stuff, not not in game related stuff. So so those will be differentiators. Otherwise, it's it's a fairly nice you know two thousand by twenty forty per eye resolution, hundred uh, twenty hertz refresh. 110 degree field of view, uh, fairly similar to the Quest 2, frankly, yeah, except yeah. here's the downside. PSVR is wired. Yeah, totally uh, wired. As the PSVR is wired now, the PSVR 2 will also be wired. Yeah, I'm interested, though, uh, to see how this goes. It was a, it was successful as a, as a, as a secondary device. When you, when you sell consoles, it's very rare for you to be hugely successful with your weird offshoot accessory. That's just the history of the, of the business. So when Sega made their little dance circle thing or... Uh, Nintendo's light gun or whatever, unless you bundle that stuff in the system, they're always not great sellers. And this is a case where that didn't prove to be true. It actually sold really well comparatively. It's not a one-to-one, but it sold really well. So I'm really happy to see them following up and saying, yeah, we're going to, we're going to move forward and and keep VR at the forefront because Sony needs some, they need some big selling points right now, um, you know, to keep kind of momentum going. And it can't just be, on the backs of their exclusives, they got to have some other stuff. This is super rad. So yeah, I'm interested. Uh, it, it's not going to capture the VR crown for Sony. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's if if you want to lodge some criticisms at it, the fact that it's wired, uh, the fact that it's you know just just keeping pace technologically with a couple of nice features means it'll be very popular for people who can get their hands on a PS5 and and want to splash out on whatever they charge. They haven't announced pricing yet for it either. Uh, but it will continue to be a if you're a PlayStation fan and also really like VR, it'll be successful. It will not capture new people, is my guess. Yeah, that's my yeah. You're either already yeah. in or you're yeah. And also, like you said, the install base of the PS5 is right now hindered by its availability. Yeah, yeah. Um, Xbox to some degree as well. So you you <laughs> you have that limitation, which is like I can only buy this if I have the other thing, and I can only buy that if. They become available and all of that. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Tell me about the car thing real quick. I, that part yeah. I missed. So a couple of years ago, uh, the last time I was actually physically at a CES, as a matter of fact, uh, Sony announced its Vision S concept car. And everybody was wondering, like, are they going to make cars? Is this just an infotainment system? And they're trying to make a big deal out of it. Uh, and so they, they kept test driving concepts of this uh, for a couple of years. And now uh, they've updated the announcement to say they have created Sony Mobility as a division, uh, a new new sub subsidiary, I guess, a, a division, a company under Sony to develop car tech. Now, it's still unclear whether they intend to offer a Sony branded car or not, uh, although it seems more likely now, given that they're doing a mobility division. The uh, the Sony Vision S02 uh, is what they're showing off at CES. Looks kind of like a, a Tesla Model S, mm-hmm. and it is uh, going to to be made by Magnesteer, uh, who made the the first one. So it's not like Sony is is building the car itself anyway. Uh, it's still working in partnership with somebody else, but 
It does look like they're moving slowly towards the idea of offering a car someday and, and doing it more in public than Apple is doing it. We, Apple's also working on something like this and everybody has the same questions there. Is it going to be Apple branded? Is it going to be Apple in partnership? Uh, how's that all going to work? So it, it'll be interesting uh, to to see in two years if Sony announces that the car will actually come out or if it'll take longer. But this is not something that's coming out anytime soon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that looks, uh, I actually kind of like the prototype. It looks cool. Um, but these are, that's yeah. how prototypes are, right? <laughs> it, exactly. It's always easy to make the outside look look pretty nice. And frankly, this one doesn't look that remarkable. Uh, like I said, kind of reminds me of a Model S. Uh, but, yeah. But it's nice. It's nice looking. Yeah, car. the tires are the real distinguisher and they're kind of weird. Yeah, 20-inch wheels. Uh, this is a 5,467-pound car, so it's, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big uh, SUV piece of business. All right, mm-hmm. well, I, I personally, I love this kind of stuff. I love hearing about what companies are working on, and you're going to hear more great stuff like this on the Daily Tech News Show today at 2.30 Mountain Time. Hey, Tom, what else is going on that you might want to mention? Man, a CES week, usually nothing. Nothing else is, is going on. Uh, so uh, so all I'll say is dailytechnewsshow.com uh, for all the, 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 the things that we think are worth knowing from CES. Uh, there's always an avalanche of announcements, but we do our best to, to identify the interesting trends, the things that are worth pointing out. Maybe they'll ship, maybe they won't, but sort of the significant uh, developments and attempts, even if they uh, are attempts that, that don't end up in fruition. That's what's fun about CES. We've got foldable laptops and we've got robots and, and all kinds of stuff. End of the week, we'll get Robert Heron and Allison Sheridan to kind of tell us some of the, the coolest things they saw. Robert is always great at telling us the home theater stuff. Uh, Allison's great at finding those little quirky uh, little little products. So so tune in all week, dailytechnewsshow.com. Yeah, Robert Heron's that kind of guy that if you're in the market for a television, which I was a year and a half ago, he's the first guy I contacted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. First guy I reached out to him, like, hey, Robert, you got to tell me. And I ended up getting the one he recommended. So, uh, yeah, watch for that. That's, that's great that you're going to have him on. Uh, well, that's today. I'll be on as well. It's Wednesday. Can't wait. My first uh, new episode in the new year excited for a new year of dtns so should you all be tom meredith detect on twitter tom have a fantastic week thanks y'all we'll see you next time yep bye now bye now <laughs> why can't i hang up on him i don't know shit <laughs> goodbye <laughs> that didn't go well you really could have held this hostage for a long time like yeah. yep stand i don't know i don't know what i did there so he did it yeah they're, they're the button's slightly different than on the regular version so Interesting. Oh, God. All right. Uh, let's get to recommendal time. Uh, I gotta add. I gotta add br- uh, to Randy to this call. Yeah. To, br- to, 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 br- to, Randy. To, to, to Randy. To Randy. To Randy. To Randy. Uh, let's see what's up with him. What's going on? I'm gonna play some music that you probably can't hear, Brian. Probably don't hear that. I don't know. Do you hear it? Nope. Nope. Okay. How about now? How about right here? Oh wait, that's not it. Only yeah. when you talk. How about now? Anything? It's completely it's bizarre. It's completely silent when you're yeah, not talking. Exactly. Okay. But when you say "How about now?" we hear it. <laughs> yeah. But when you stop saying "How about now?" we don't. See, that's screwy. I'll we'll figure that out. I don't like that. That's dumb. Uh, hey, uh, look who it is! It's Randy Jordan, aka Randy Deluxe, <laughs> hey. joining us today. How, how's it going, man? What are you doing? Yeah. Guess who made an extra cup of coffee today? Oh, uh, you. Sounds like you. I, <laughs> I don't know what it is about Wednesdays, man, or it's, I should say Tuesday nights, right? Because that's when I set up the coffee maker. I sure. just for some reason I just want more coffee on Wednesday. Hold on, how wait, much? Wait, wait, wait. So, what do you do before? What do you do Tuesday nights? Do you put the grounds in the uh, the hopper? Do you use a filter? You pour over? A, you French press? What are you? I have a coffee system <laughs> that grinds the beans. 
uh, on a on a timer yeah. and then dumps oh. them dumps them into the basket. And so it, uh, you know, I set it up every night before I go to bed. I, yeah. and I have my timer and and I put, you know, make sure there's enough beans in the hopper and so on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just every single night I have this little routine where I go in the kitchen and I set up my coffee for the next morning. It's really nice because it like it gives me something to live for, you know. It's yeah. Great. No. I, where I feel where you. do you get your beans? What's your uh, what's your bean uh, purveyor of choice? Yeah. For about eight years now, I've been getting uh, I've been getting my Kau coffee, which is uh, which is roasted in Kona, but is grown in the Kau region of the Big Island. Uh, I've been getting it from KauCoffee.com. It's a it's a little farm that I've visited a few times, and uh, they make great great Hawaiian coffee. That's amazing. Nice. I love a little a little uh, little place you can support like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Big and uh, I also have I also get some uh, coffee from Kona proper. Uh, I actually have a bag here from Greenwell Farms that I uh, ordered over the holidays because it you know. Shipping is getting weird. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Shipping's jacked uh, right now. Freaking hate um, it. Hate I, it. I, you guys really uh, captured my imagination on the uh, origins of podcasting talk <laughs> earlier. I like. I was thinking back to how I used to hang out at the Capital City Comedy Club mm. in Austin, Texas. Like yeah. that was my my place to go in uh, after hours sure. and in like the mid aughts. And how I like when I joined the instance and started working on that with Scott, I found myself talking to Joe Rogan multiple times mm, at the Capital wow. City Comedy Club yeah. about podcasting because, you know, here, here I was on a podcast that was like in the top 50 in all of iTunes, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I guess I'm saying 2007, Scott, I would say. And uh, sounds right. That yeah. was just like, it was just, it's just weird to look back. There was a time before uh, comedians had podcasts. Like yeah. they just didn't. No. Yeah. yeah, they and, were. And he had no idea what he was heading toward that dude. And yeah. And like, I remember standing around out after he would perform, you know, Joe Rogan was just a straight stand up comedy, mm-hmm. you know, guy. Like he was just a headliner. Was he, he was, was, he was he a headliner. But, people eat uh, pig anuses at that point or before, before, so after this was, this was after he had quit the first time. Yeah. Okay. After he had left that show the first time. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, I remember um, that. He was trying to parlay that into the the comedy career, make that all huge yeah, again. The and MMA then, career and uh, yeah. then the UFC and could, stuff. And then, and then I yeah. could name, I could name other comedians that talked a lot about podcasting. Like we just, we talked about it a lot. Like it was just what they were thinking about. But at the time comedians didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to give away their jokes is basically mm-hmm. their, their, you know, the way they all approached it was, I don't see how that could possibly be better for my career. Right. Yeah, yeah. Than than doing more stand up than hitting the road. Yeah. And so they weren't, they weren't doing it just yet, but like I could name comedians who were very interested in podcasting that didn't actually go anywhere with it. Like Craig Shoemaker talked to me a lot about podcasting, uh, Eddie, uh, What's his name? Uh, Eddie Gosling talked to me about a lot about podcasting. You'd never heard of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like you probably wouldn't have ever heard of Joe Rogan as a podcaster, right? Or as you know, like as as that kind of like voice, an interviewer, right? <laughs> it's like the philosophical question: If Randy drops a name, does it make a sound? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never heard it. Some of these guys I haven't heard of, but I imagine the comedy scene there was like popping at the time. Uh, yeah, and they yeah, sure. they it's amazing how many of those guys would start a podcast and then not go very long because it's right. it's work right. it's a thing you got to do like and i'll bet you i've seen some of these people but not realized you know who they were right 
Uh, yeah, you, and, and yeah. ultimately, podcasting is a really fertile territory for comedians, right? They they all figured it out in the last five years, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, I'm t- I'm just saying, 15 years ago, <laughs> and it they was claim they invented it is the other thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yes. uh, yeah, they absolutely, uh, absolutely, every comic that I ever talked to 15 years ago was terrified of it, saw no benefit to it, what you know, was just like steering away from it really, really hard. So it's just, it's funny to me that of of all of them. Um, this like dunderhead Joe Rogan <laughs> became the you know the king of the, the guy. Of the realm. Who king knew of the after realm. talk radio, yeah. which was such a great show, that he would parlay that into all of these other things? Talk radio, destroy, oh news radio, destroy each and every one of them. News ra- news radio, you mean right? Not talk radio. I'm sorry, news radio, not yeah, talk yeah. radio. News that radio. show was great. That's the first time I ever saw him. And yeah. uh, and then I was reminded in the chat. Tally reminds us that he's uh, was uh, hosted that reboot of the Man Show that was so bad. Oh. Right. I yes. forgot that even happened. I Holy did too. Who was his co-host? It was uh, Kimmel and uh, Carolla in the first one. Right. And who was his buddy in uh, the the reboot? Who was Rogan's buddy? Uh, uh, the guy, the short, short, skinny guy. Crap, I'm short, so many comedians. Skinny. Um, Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope. Yep, Doug, Stanhope. That's Doug Stanhope. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I, I, forgot about I think that. of He's... comics by their size. Like I always like. <laughs> Joe Rogan is actually five foot three. Uh, Adam Carolla, when he was uh, hitting the clubs, like I, I talked yeah. to Adam Carolla quite a bit. He's tall. Yeah. Uh, by the way, difference between Corolla and Rogan. Corolla thinks he knows everything. He's a, he's <laughs> one of those guys who like really genuinely thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Whereas Rogan doesn't. Rogan just has questions. Well, you know? today I'm glad you brought that up because on my recommendal today, there's a specific Corolla Kimmel thing that comes up. It's oh, fun- really? too oh, funny. Wow. We brought this up. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get to all that. Hey, let's do those though. Hey, we should uh, get to that. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, you uh, you brought two yes. here. What? Tell me about your first one here. What oh, are we doing? I've got two. Uh, both available on Netflix. First one is a movie. All right, here it is. My oldest son is older than you. I don't think so. I'm... Real quick, do you hear that? Can you hear it? Uh, off and on, hear bits yeah. and pieces of it. Yeah. Okay. I want to. I hate that because I want you guys. That's to right. It'll hear figure you. itself out. All right. I'll just play it. Here we go. Old. What do you mean, old? At the most, you're 40? 40, 42? 43? 44? 45? 46? 47? 48, Lyle. <laughs> Two grown-up children. Daughters, 25 and 23. Martha grew up worrying about me. Poor little thing. Checking that I ate. Didn't die at night like a little mama. Bianca's like her father. Well, she made me feel like she wanted to remake me. Like her viciousness was for my own good. Well, my oldest is 50. Actually, 51. So I win. <laughs> Three times a grandfather. Oh. They're so soft when they're young, their little bodies. Are your kids on the island? No. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, glad, yeah, Scott, we're going to need gonna... you to start talking when you finish these because we have no idea when they end. Exactly. Well, I know because I edited that clip. And no, it's not Sesame Street. I know you heard all the counting in there and you think that this is just uh, <laughs> yeah. weird British Sesame Street. Minute ago, what I, heard, ah, ah, I, heard, I heard the disjointed voices of Olivia Coleman and Ed Harris is oh, what I heard. Exactly who you heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say um, this has got to be that Hulu. They're not Hulu. Maybe it is. No, it's Netflix. No. Netflix. Shit. Okay, tell me what it is. I have no I'll idea. I'll tell you what it is. Why don't I just tell you the yeah. name of the film? It's uh, called The Lost Daughter, and it stars Olivia Coleman as a woman who 
um, is staying on an island in Greece uh, on vacation and enjoying her solitude when all of a sudden a large family from New York shows up and kind of not wreaks havoc, but just basically interrupts her her solitude and her quietness. Like they take over the whole beach. They even ask her to move. Um, they just, they kind of go a little, little crazy all over the place. One of those uh, Americans mm-hmm. is Dakota Johnson, um, who is playing a mom to a small daughter. Um, and and uh, Livy Coleman's character kind of gets a little fixated on her, a little bit obsessed, not in a creepy sexual way, but kind of like in a seeing a little bit of herself maybe and a lost opportunity or lost uh, mm. um, parenthood kind of thing um, and just kind of watches her. Meanwhile, Ed Harris is um, makes a couple of cameos, but I wanted to play his clip because I just love Ed Harris's voice. Um, he's the owner of the place that Olivia Coleman is renting. And uh, you kind of see what happens with uh, this weird obsession that Olivia Coleman has with Dakota Johnson. You also get uh, Peter Sarsgaard ah, uh, as a uh, like as him. a writer in this. Yeah. Um, this is uh, directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, so oh. that's why it's got Peter Sarsgaard in it. Oh man, of course. I, I loved her in October Sky. So good. Anyway. <laughs> And uh, um, this is excellent. This is this is one of those movies. Like right now, we're getting into um, Brian and Tina watch as much Oscar bait as possible, and I feel like this is going to be one of the uh, one of the movies that that gets into the top ten or into the the uh, ten well, nominees. And, and that's why it's showing at all of the little tiny one or two screen theaters in Correct. my neighborhood, right? Like yeah, in, exactly. I, so it can get some film, some some theater credit as well as the Netflix yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And should, uh, and should people go see this at the theater? Is it, no, does it no there's that? zero. There's sadly to say there's zero reason. I think uh, everybody gets a, a, a Netflix account free with any purchase at McDonald's right now. So everybody <laughs> has a Netflix account and they can watch this thing. Um, there's, it's beautifully shot, but I don't think there's any reason to go see it at the theaters. Um, uh, there are other movies. If you're going to, if you can brave the theaters, there are better movies for the theater experience that you can go out and see. But this one's just fine on the small screen Netflix, um, and it's really, really good. It's, it's a, um, a character study film, probably best compared to something like Nomadland, where you see all of the things that are occurring through the eyes of one character, um, who's your you know, a lot of movies have a main character, but this one, like Nomadland, you're experiencing the thing and the feelings, even in dead silence, that that character is experiencing and feeling. So, so I just watched uh, Nomadland again uh, yeah. while traveling a couple weeks ago, and sure. I I'm glad I did because it, I caught some things. Like I there were there were just all sorts of like shots that I realize are very purposeful mm-hmm. that I that I hadn't caught the first time around because you you know you're trying to understand what the, what's happening the first time you watch a movie. Sure. Does this one have Things like that. Does it have like? Do you feel like there's a deeper layer to it? Um, I th- I think so. Yeah, and it's once you kind of know the full story, your mind goes back to a lot of the earlier scenes and those interactions to say, oh, oh, you fill in the, you know, the the background that you now know with some of those early things, and it does paint a very very um, deep picture of who uh, Olivia Coleman's character is. By the way, I could watch Olivia Coleman read the phone book her yeah the expressiveness in her face alone is 
is the movie, you know, is all the things that she does. She's, She's the in, so international sweet. treasure and can do nothing bad. That's her deal yeah. in life. Yeah. She's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. I want to see yeah. that thing with her and um, uh, Vargas. Uh, yes. Whatever the hell that uh, is. It's called, uh, it's called Landscapers, and uh, we finished it last night. And uh, were it not for me already having these two already queued up to go, it would have been yeah. an all-Olivia Coleman recommendals <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very well, very good. All right, let's talk about number two then. Any setup here for yeah. this? Number two is a series on Netflix. All right, here's your, here's your clip. Hopefully you can hear it. I can remember the exact moment I fell in love with movies. I went in knowing nothing and came out knowing that if I could be in a movie theater, I didn't want to be anywhere else. I was 10 years old that summer, with nothing ahead of me but a whole life. On June 20th, one movie opened that changed everything. And not just the future of Hollywood, but the lives of an entire generation. I know because I was there. I came of age in a dark theater, staring up at that big screen, watching the same movie over and over again. It was not just a movie, it was the movie. And that traps it in amber along with the best things I remember from that summer. The year was 1975, and that movie was Jaws. Oh, the movies we the movies we grew up on. The had. movies that made us made is us. what you're thinking. And that is exactly not what this is. This is <laughs> this is like if you took that and said, give me a hoity-toity highbrow version of that mm. you'd end up with wait high, voir, oh, okay. highbrow okay highbrow. <laughs> voir v-o-i-r um this is a oh. david fincher deal on netflix it's yeah. a limited series um six episodes each one focuses on a different either on a different aspect of movies the things that we love about them or or um trends things that have evolved this one is specifically is uh, sasha stone who's a um a film blogger who's written for hollywood reporter and variety and the rap uh talking about her experience watching jaws as a kid and and being kind of like my star wars experience and a lot of our star wars experiences where your parents would drop you off at the theater for the first showing in the morning you'd pay by your ticket and then you'd sit in the theater and watch it over and over again until um the closing time and they'd come pick you up that night that summer Oh wow! Okay. I had that experience anyway. Hmm. Um, this uh, so so she's in the first uh, episode. Each episode is um, like under twenty minutes long. These are nice, quick essays, basically visual essays, but they're brilliant. The first one's good. The one I just played about about Jaws. Um, I didn't want to, you know, uh, there was some I didn't want to pull from because I feel like it wouldn't have given you need the visuals on screen to fully appreciate it. This one's called the summer of the shark. The one I really liked the most was the ethics of, Re of revenge, which is the second episode. And it talks about, uh, revenge in film. And it's, uh, it made me go out and watch another movie that I might recommend next week, because it's always been on my list to watch. And this one kind of pushed me into watching it. Uh, like remind me that I want to see it. Yeah. There's another one about anti-heroes, how, um, you know, we'll always watch the films and kind of root for the guy that maybe we shouldn't be rooting for. Um, there's a great one called the duality of appeal about animation and how, when you draw a character, um, 
what makes them appealing and isn't the same thing as what makes them attractive or likable. Oh. It's a completely different thing. And yeah. that, if there's one, if you sit down and watch one of these, Scott, that's the one you need to watch is the duality of appeal because you do this so much in your, your <laughs> art that I think you'll, you'll, you'll scream and say, that's exactly right. That's what I've been trying to explain. Okay. No, I'm, that sounds fascinating. I'm, I didn't even but know like this was said, a thing. I never even heard of it. Sounds great. Yeah, it's David Fincher uh, produced. Um, it's it's really really good. One's about film versus television. Anyway, uh, it's called Voir V O I R. Um, yeah, think of it as a the movies that made us. They don't always focus on one movie like the movies that made us do. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, and I'm going to watch it only because you previously said the word highbrow, which is really stuck in my craw. <laughs> I thought yeah, this was yeah. a bunch of like film bloggers and you know like wannabe critics talking about themselves and their past like well why can't it be that too okay all right is it are is it both things is it is it is it you know i mean it's obviously a deep dive into what these movies are and stuff but it's also i don't know it's if this feels like film class to me is what you're describing Yeah, yeah yeah and it's a it's a higher appreciation um so tony zhao does the one on um uh revenge films and he also did the thing the every frame of painting he um uh what is he he is uh vancouver british columbia what is his deal he's he's a man about town yeah johnny on the spot uh he is a filmmaker, freelance editor based in san francisco he makes video essays about film form but he did that that the thing he's best known for is the every frame of painting talking about cinematography and stuff. That's cool. Um, it's really, really cool. And I feel like, you know, um, pairing these people down to just being maybe film bloggers and wannabe critics is, yeah. is will, will diminish the impact that some okay. of their stories have on you as you, as you listen. Well, to let's call them buffs, them. film buffs, you know, film buffs. Yeah. Yes. I think exactly. we, we, we would consider ourselves that to some degree, I suppose. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here is mine. Oh, where is that, by the way? Streaming? Sorry. Oh, both of those. Both of those are on Netflix. Okay, awesome. This will all be part of Randy's post later, but uh, uh, I know people like to hear us repeat it on the show. Here's also be on quick uh, quicktms.li is where I'll have those oh, as well. Oh, very nice. All right, here's mine. Hopefully, you guys can hear this. Uh, it's a documentary, and I loved it, and I'll play it. So here you go. I sat down and died of a heart attack. I hear about it on the radio in the morning. Right. So I am. Are we good? I, it's a lot of. Okay. I'm just concerned about the sound. It's I just got to telling the story that almost makes me cry, and you turn to ass wipe and say, "Are we good?" We got this. Okay. Uh, you got the sh- saying. Let's make sure it's on tape because I go on, go on with the story. <laughs> All Boy, right. That sounds like I'm thinking that's uh, George Clooney's voice after uh-huh. um, 18 <laughs> cigarettes and uh, <laughs> gargling some gosh, battery acid. You're, you're so close. Uh, nope, you're actually real far. That was Super Dave Osborne, a.k.a. Bob yeah. Einstein, uh, who passed away a couple years ago now at the three age of 75. Oh, it's been wow. three. Oh, my gosh. 75, I think he was, uh, was his age. A very quick battle with cancer. And um, it's a bummer because if you're a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know who this guy is. Uh, if you've seen any of this old Super Dave stuff, when I watched Letterman back in the day, Super Dave would come on all the time and do these dumb videos, and it was fantastic. And I really, I never really quite understood this dude. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, where did he come from? But every time I saw him, I thought he was hilarious. I thought the Super Dave stuff was just weird. 
and it intrigued the crap out of me when I was younger, but again, didn't really know who he was, didn't really follow him. And it's really not until, oh gosh, like, uh, um, not Curb, but before that, um, uh, Arrested Development, he shows up oh, as, right. as, yes. as, what's his name, Senior's uh, uh, surrogate. And I was dying. I was yes. like, oh my gosh, it's Super Dave again. He's back. I have no idea. And then Curb and all that. And I came to Curb kind of late, uh, which is why I hadn't seen him on there as Funkhauser. Anyway, he uh, was an amazing comedian with a very interesting style and apparently very influential because this documentary, which is called The Super Bob Einstein Movie, um, is just about his life and his comedy and where he comes from and his family and all this sort of stuff. But it's interviews with Letterman, Sarah Silverman, um, freaking Jimmy Kimmel, which I'll get to in a second because there's a funny thing I want to say about that. Because uh, Kimmel uh, has a long history of this guy all the way back to The Man Show. Um, Larry David, uh, most of the cast of Curb is is interviewed on this thing. Uh, Steve Martin, who I didn't know was a, a writing partner of his when they were both very young on the Smothers Brothers hour, comedy hour thing. That's cool. Yeah, so that's where I guess his first foray into even being on screen was that Officer Judy character, which I don't remember at all because this is our, you know, this is before us. But um, if you're of that generation, you think Officer Judy is the greatest thing ever. So Pat Oswalt's another one that shows up. There's like a a whole litany of like comedy supreme are on this thing talking about how much they love Bob Einstein. And they talk about his personal life. He's like really nice dude, super faithful and and sweet to his wife, had like this amazing marriage and his, uh, had these beautiful kids and grandkids and the grandkids get interviewed. And it was really sad because the little girl just crying. She misses her grandpa. Mm. Anyway, I'm I'm really, really glad you said all this because the clip you played made Bob Einstein sound a bit like a jerk. No, this this is, but this is part of the deal. Part of his thing is his delivery is this, it's somehow angry, good-hearted, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and and kind of like dirty at the same. Like he's this weird combination of things, and that's what they all talk about. The whole documentary is everybody just trying to dissect what is his thing, why is he so funny, and how come he can hold his face yeah. in the most hilarious situation. He can deadpan his face for an hour and not twitch or smile. Like he's mm-hmm. just the strangest kind of comedian. And it lends itself really well to what he was able to accomplish. Anyway, it's on HBO Max. I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any, you know, interest in that sort of thing, uh, do check it out. It's also my, nice to see Steve Martin like doing interviews and stuff. I haven't seen that my, in a long time. By yeah. far, the wildest thing I can think of about Super Dave is that his dad was a comedian, and his dad died oh. on the stage at a roast. Yeah, that was the story oh, he was telling God. with Dave, or sorry, with Jerry. So Jerry Seinfeld's another one of the people they interview. And Jerry yeah. did two episodes of, of In Cars Getting Coffee with Comedians, or whatever the hell you say it, uh, with Bob Einstein. And two, they're two amazing episodes. And one of those was him telling a story about his dad having a heart attack uh, on stage while doing his bit, not knowing it, walking off stage, sitting down, and then dying. And it was at this huge thing with like Milton Berle and, you know, all the famous comedians of the day were there. And he just died in this thing. That was the story he was telling Jerry when Jerry wanted to do a sound check. And then he made fun of Jerry for doing a sound check during his sad dad story, <laughs> uh, which is just a great moment. But but uh, you're right. Now, that reminds me. I'm so glad you brought that up. The One of the major twists to all of this, I didn't know this. Uh, Bob Einstein, his brother is Albert Brooks. 
Albert right. Albert Brooks changed his name because nobody wants to be called Albert Einstein, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's what his name, his birth name was Albert Einstein. Him, Bob, and then another brother were very close uh, growing up. His Clifford. brother, his other brother is Clifford. Clifford's mostly oh, wow. a behind the scenes okay. kind of guy, but they interview both Clifford and Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is a freaking legend. Yeah. I didn't know they were related. Had no I idea. Yeah. Zero concept of that. And they talk about the stuff they worked on together, the the rivalry they had, the closeness they had later in life. Like it's just a great look at at this dude's existence, basically, and where he came from, what he did. I really, I, really liked it. So I I really identify with Albert Brooks in this brothership because uh, he and I are basically the same height, and uh, Bob Einstein and my brother were basically the same height. Like, which is to say. We, we each have a brother that is way taller than us. There's a mm-hmm. lot of focus on people's heights in today's yeah, episode yeah. of Recommendals. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's true. Look at all of the height, heightists. Are we heightists? What are we? Heightists. Heightists. I don't know what we are. Anyway, I can't recommend it enough. Loved it. It's great. Some swears. So, you know, if your kids are little, maybe you don't have them watch, but... It's the Super Bob Einstein. Are they going to want to know Bob Einstein's story anyway? The kids. <laughs> oh, what I was going to tell you—the whole thing with Bill, Jimmy Kimmel. I almost forgot. So yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's on there, interviewed a lot about it, um, telling stories, and he used to guest on his show all the time. And since he started his show in 2003 or whatever it's been, um, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard him do it, but his impression of Adam Carolla. So I'm talking about Jimmy Kimmel's impression of Adam Carolla. No, is really? insane. I've never heard anything. It was like a revelatory moment of like, holy crap, he's like he's in the room. It was the weird. And of course, they were close and worked together for so long. And it makes sense that he would know his partner's voice. But yeah, damn, it blew my mind. And <laughs> he can also do a good Bob Einstein voice as well. So um, it was great. Anyway, I just had a I came away going, ah, oh, Kimmel's got some chops more than just hosting stuff. He can he can actually do impressions and stuff anyway. All right. So that's mine. Uh, the Super Bob Einstein movie streaming on HBO Max. All right, Randy, the file you gave me is a little quiet, but I'm ready to play it. Do you have any setup for this? I so um, I'm I just want to say up front, I want to apologize. I am recommending this. I'm recommending this. I'm asking people to watch this because I want to talk to people about this more than it's good. Oh, all right. It, it is something that just okay. I it really captured me. It, I watched it kind of by accident it was a kind of like it came out of nowhere for me um it's it's a movie it's a feature-length film it's only 82 minutes long uh i am not saying i think it's great i don't freaking know i can't i can't tell you what this movie is even about it's an experimental indie film and so i just captured the first minute of it yeah. because why not it just it, no part of it is going to tell you anything really valuable all right well here it is let's find out what he's talking about she told me that the pig told her to pack up the angels and go to Tambor. I thought you said she didn't talk. She doesn't. Sign language? In a way. What do you mean in a way? When she was little, I tried to teach her sign language, but she didn't go for it. So she made up her own. She made up her own sign language. She told you that the pig told her to go to Tampa? And take the angels. And take the angels. What was supposed to happen with the angels in Tampa? Nothing. When she got there, the pig was going to tell her and the angels how to find the baby Jesus. 
Idea. Doesn't, doesn't that sound so much more meaningful than it actually could possibly be? It sounds like, artsy, you know. It yeah, does so sound artsy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, so this is a this is a film that I it could only have been shot on like iPhone. I can't like that's my best explanation for how it looks. But anyway, this is called Los Angeles, right? The mm. Angels, and mm-hmm. the the basic story is there's this mute woman, a uh, young woman, early twenties, maybe. And she is our protagonist, I guess, but it's really hard to call her a protagonist because she's not really the subject of the movie. And yes, she actually has a box that she keeps uh, five angels in, uh, angel, literal angels, but you don't really like, I, that's not a surprise. There's no mystery there. Like it's just stated right at the very beginning and off we go. And she, uh, visits a talking pig in Tampa uh, that only uh, a pig statue that only speaks to her. And she uh, catches up with this escaped convict mm-hmm. and escaped convict uh, steals a car. She's in the car. Off they go. They're going to drive across the country from Tampa <laughs> Bay to Los Angeles. What and the frick is this it's thing? just, it's just one of these things like, so uh, all of that dialogue is her adopted dad played by Kevin Jackson. You don't actually know him. I thought over and over, oh, I know this guy. Nope, didn't didn't ever really place him. But really good actor. And there are these FBI agents who are trying to catch these people. And they're talking the whole movie. They go from pl- town to town and they're talking. And they're just behind our escaped convict and his, uh, his carry along this mute woman who has angels in a box and needs to get them to Los Angeles to uh, save the baby Jesus or so. It's, I'm telling you, it's not a great movie, but my <laughs> gosh, it's one of the, it's like, it is prototypical indie experimental film. Like I've, I've rarely seen something that checks all the boxes of, okay, so you made your first movie. It's bizarre. Mm. Wow. wow. I, I've I, never even heard of this. How did you discover this? Yeah. Where'd you I, find it? I was just sitting on Amazon Prime Video bumping around, like just bumping around, bumping around. And mm. I saw the title caught me, mm. the title Los Angeles, because I'm like, that's not a very meaningful title, right? Yeah. Right. And of course, then you find out in the movie, oh, it's uh, it means the angels a lot more than it means Los Angeles, the city. And it just like, I just, I don't know, something about the description, mm. I guess the description Tells you that Jojo is a young mute and she thinks she hears God calling her. And so she packs five angels in a shoeshine kit and goes to Tampa. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I've been what? I need to. And yeah. and I'm telling you, it's re- it's well acted. Yeah. Like seriously, the, the escaped convict who slowly gets to know Jojo and then becomes a part of her like path uh, is really good. This guy, um, again, n- no one you've ever heard of. But he's really good. I want you to watch Los Angeles so I can talk to you about this guy's performance. It's really good. But the script is not – I don't even know. Maybe the script's brilliant. It might be brilliant sure. for all I know. Sure. Yeah, for all you know, it could be incredible. I kind of – I have to admit I'm a little curious. I'm a little curious about this based on your review. Yeah, uh, it does sound wackadoo. I'll yeah, say that. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. Guy, uh, this guy that I'm talking about is named Christopher Corbin. 
and he was in Jane the Virgin. He was in American Vandal, which that that kind of helps for me. I love American Vandal so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's not a you know that's the most famous stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, in this, he's really good. Like I can't stop staring at his face and his expressions. And I'm telling you, it was shot on a relatively cheap budget. It was a shot on a budget, you know, like there's a bunch of shots in this movie where they tell you something and they show you something else because they just couldn't, they couldn't put what they're telling you in front of the camera. Sure, right. Like sure. it's, it's a budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, yeah. Samantha's I, actually saying in chat, he was really good. He's really good. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't mm. tell you why. <laughs> I, I look, I like the obscure. This sounds obscure. Yeah. So I have to check it out. All right. That's on the list too. Los Angeles, like the city, everybody, except in movie form, but also taken literally <laughs> in movie form. Yeah. LA in movie Hard form. form. Finally. Uh, so that's uh, going to do it for today's recommendals. All of this is procured and put up on, what is it now, Brian? Sorry. Quick- it is uh quick TMS.li. Just like quick We now have quick TMS.li. All right. I will uh, be linking that to the main site as well for anybody who, uh, finds everything there i just haven't done it yet but anyway that'll be there but also randy posts this stuff up on his twitter account randy deluxe which we retweet as well yeah all that yeah and and check out check out the reddit and the discord by the way if you're listening to this you know it's good like we have we have all kinds of cool channels in the discord and people talking about this stuff yeah Mm -hmm. we love those people keep those people in your mind everyone all right randy (laughs) jordan randy uh randy deluxe aka the randy we know and love have a fantastic week and we'll, we'll talk see to you this Saturday. Weekend. Bye. You oh yeah, we should have mentioned the Saturday we're doing Mad Max uh, Road of Thunder. Road Warrior. <laughs> Road of Thunder. <laughs> Road Warrior. That is correct. The Road Warrior. In fact, really the movie that started it all for me. The first movie I never saw until Film Sack, I think. Or yep. something like that. But Road Warrior is awesome. And we are doing that this weekend. So watch for that on Film Sack coming up sooner than you think. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it for uh, what we got here today. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think that's it. I think that's about it. We got one quick email from Tony in Buffalo. He okay. sent this email to themorningstream at gmail.com and says, Hey, Scott and Brian Ibbotson, Happy New Year to you and all of your crazy neighbors. It's mostly Brian, although I have a few. It's mostly me, yeah. <laughs> I got COVID neighbors. I got two people in the ER. I got, God. or not ER, ICU now, and they're unvaxxed. And I have two vaxxed neighbors who got breakthroughs that are fine. They're just home dealing with it. So get hmm. vaxxed. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's almost if like there's any sort of correlation you could draw there, but uh, yeah, it's almost like on the whole, on the larger number scale of things, I know there's going to be a few one-off weirdos, but of course, for the most part, seems like maybe it's working. It looks like a pattern. Oh, yeah. Gosh dang it. Anyway, I'm behind on listening or on my listening lately, and I hope you're all well. And we've saved a seat for you next to the fire. Have you watched Oxygen on Netflix? It's a French film we watched last night. It was surprisingly good. Wishing you the best of luck in 2022. Take care, Tony. Uh, I've not heard of Oxygen of You. I haven't either. No, no, no nothing about this. Um, Does he French movie? Is all we know. Let's see, Oxygen. Okay. Um, uh, just hold on a second here. We got IMDb right ready here for me. Here we go. Twenty twenty one. It is a film. A woman wakes in a cryogenic chamber with no recollection of how she got there. As she's running out of oxygen, she must rebuild her memory to find her oh. way out of this nightmare. Oh, I kind of like the sound of this, huh? I do too. Um, let's see, a bunch of French people. Um, <laughs> oh, well, I'm out. Yeah, you're I didn't know you <laughs> Oh, the French? Oh, forget it. Oh, this is, yeah, people seem to like this. All right, I'll 
I'll put this on the list. Uh, so check that out. Oxygen is the name of the movie. Thank you very much, Tony from Buffalo, New York, for your recommendation. If you'd like to send emails in like Tony, you can do it at themorningstream at gmail.com. Support the show at patreon.com slash TMS. And for everything else, just go check out frogpants.com slash TMS. Okay, Brian, I think that's it. We need to play a song, though. Do you have one, please? I do, and uh, this one's not a request unless uh, you count uh, Med the Pirate on Twitter who said, "Make just call this a request so you can play it. Um, <laughs> yesterday on Twitter you said, you know, I feel like listening to some churches. Oh, I and love the churches. I They're said, so good. I love them. And I said, you know what you ought to do is listen to their new cover of Cry Little Sister, originally done by Gerard McMahon for the film The Lost Boys. Yeah. Um, this came out uh, as part of a – and I you did have it in front of me at one point, but I don't now. But a brand new Netflix series with Kristen Ritter, uh, kind of a youth, uh, young adult kind of thing. Um, I have it right here while you're talking because I just listened to it as because you recommended I listen to it. Yes. And you were right. It was awesome. Uh, yes. Hold on. It is called – damn it, see all. Hold on. Let me see what I got here. Uh, oh, Night Books, it's called. Night Books, thank you. Yes, Night Books. Netflix Some new thing on sure. Netflix called Night Books. I have no idea what it is, but uh, it looks like it's geared towards the younger audience and might be like a Goosebumps kind of thing. Anyway. Kind of a, kind of a Harry Potter thing happening on the front. <laughs> it's yeah, like a little, little Harry bit. Potter kid. Yeah, it's weird. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Churches or Chiverches recorded this for uh, for that show. And it's so damn good. Uh, this is a cover. This was this was in the top 10, by the way, of the Coverville cover countdown this year. So if you like this, maybe you owe it to yourself to go check out the last couple episodes of Coverville where you'll hear a lot more great stuff. Uh, anyway, that's my shameless plug. Here is Cry Little Sister by Churches. Yeah. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's terrible time. It's terrible time. Terrible time. Terrible time.